This is the Oanda Podcast. This is the Oanda Market Insights Podcast talking to Oanda senior market analysts from across the world. And today we're joined by Jeff Halley from Asia Pacific. How are you doing? Good afternoon from Asia. Wonderful to be here as ever. And good morning from London. Let's talk about the uh, opening markets for this week. Shares up significantly in Hong Kong and Japan and energy prices, Jeff, have moved again. Yeah, look, uh, we'll start with energy first because that's the the least complex of the the two items there. Uh, Oil prices are up uh, nearly uh, 2% uh, today in Asia um, and we're seeing uh, movements and such like of natural gas up nearly 3%. Uh, Iron ore is up uh, nearly 10% in Asia as well. A lot of movement in the commodity space too. Now, a lot of this is down to the heavy flooding in the Shenzhi province in mainland China. Now, that is a production hub for a lot of speciality chemicals, but it's also a major production hub for Chinese coal. And thus far, they've had to shutter, uh, I believe, around 60 mines. And this is after President Xi, uh, over the weekend, uh, ordered uh, domestic coal miners to basically start digging it out faster and increase production to head off their energy shortages we also saw news over the weekend that the northern parts of North India had been suffering rolling blackouts as well as power companies run out of coal to burn there. And like China, 70% of their energy electricity comes from coal. None of this is uh, particularly good if you're a, a consumer of coal, uh, but it's uh, obviously quite bullish for energy prices. And uh, by default, uh, um, oil prices have been dragged higher. Significantly, WTI has moved through the $80 a barrel mark and it's testing $81 at the moment. And to be honest, I'm looking at the charts this morning and I can't see any resistance uh, on, on uh, WTI ahead of uh, the $90 a barrel level. So we could be in, in for an interesting week in energy. This news of these energy hikes where you are, how do you think that will affect European markets today? I'm thinking it will be a dampening effect because clearly um, Europe is in the same market as Asia now for particularly natural gas stocks, particularly in the spot market. Now, most natural gas is transacted in long-term supply contracts, so there's never usually huge amounts of spot or instantly available natural gas production uh, anyway. Look, I I, I don't think it seems to be really impacting... um, European markets, but I think it will start doing so, and, it, and it's definitely going to start having an impact, I believe, on uh, China markets going forward and other Asian markets. Now, South Korea and Taiwan were closed today. Chinese stocks are off to a great day today because we saw an e-commerce giant in Hong Kong get a smaller fine from the government than was expected. It was lower than Alibaba's, and that set shares on fire there. Uh, the PM in Japan. Uh, has said he wasn't considering uh, changing capital gains tax and the fall of the of the yen over uh, the course of today and Friday is boosting exporters there. Um, opening of uh, vaccinated travel lanes, a lot of announcements along those lines from ASEAN this weekend as well, which has boosted sentiment uh, across uh, those, those areas. I think Europe has been much more closely tied to the direction 
of the US stock market of late and tends to ignore what happens in Asia. Now, US stock markets are closed today. Uh, oh, sorry, they're open today for Memorial, even though it's, a, I think, Columbus Day holiday. Um, but bond markets are closed and currency markets are closed. It's one of those odd uh, partial holidays. Um, I think we're going to have to wait and see what happens with equities in the US. They fell uh, in Asia today, but they recovered all their losses as uh, Asian markets rallied. But I think that, 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 that does look fragile because even after that soft non-farm payrolls number on Friday, the taper trade still seems to be alive and well. The US dollar remains firm, but also, most notably, US bond yields rose on Friday as well. Reflecting on those uh, non-farm payroll figures, they were below expectations. Pretty disappointing overall, weren't they? Before we look to the week ahead, how do you reflect on those numbers? The market reaction was quite a surprise to me because I thought that would be a sell the dollar, buy equities, the Fed taper is not going to happen in December sort of trade and exactly the opposite in fact happened. When you dig under the bonnet of these numbers and it's always a good thing to do so, there was a very large revision higher uh, for the August number but also most of the private payrolls was actually quite robust. The fall came in government and particularly in the education sector where the school reopening sagas, university reopening sagas, the difficulties there has um, dampened uh, hiring in that sector. So yet again, we've got another excuse to put off um, uh, why we shouldn't be tapering in December. US bond markets uh, yields rose there anyway because the private sector underlyingly still seems quite robust. As I said, the headline number was quite a surprise reaction to me, but the fact that um, the markets can construct a, a Fed tapering story out of that headline number says to me that that is the direction of uh, least resistance for the markets, and that means potentially lower equities or sideways equities uh, and a higher US dollar, higher bond yields. As we speak, Jeff, the Nikkei, has closed 1.6% up. Let's look ahead to the week to come. What are you looking out for specifically? Well, it's the start of Q, uh, Q3, Q4, I was going to say that, Q3 US earnings season. So in a way, I believe that that may have more impact on markets than some of the data we're going to see. Uh, the large banks, the big uh, US heavyweights, are all uh, releasing uh, their numbers in the second half of this week. But I think what will be most interesting for listeners is what these big companies are saying about the outlook, A, for the rest of this year, and B, into 2022. We're seeing these supply chain disruptions. We're seeing rising energy prices. We're seeing shortages. We're seeing this inflation uh, looking a lot less transitory than what everybody was uh, thinking um, uh, even even a few months ago. Uh, we looks like we're going to have to accept that the global recovery, while still moving in the right direction, will be less vigorous uh, than, um, than, than, than we'd previously thought, etc. So really, for a lot of these big heavyweights, it's going to be how they are looking at 2022. And, and that may affect bond, uh, uh, sorry, equity market valuations, because equity valuations are based on, uh, in some part, on um, earnings expectations into the future. And if that's going to be lower, then that's not usually very good news for equities. Uh, we have US retail sales coming out. Uh, we have uh, German, we actually have German and uh, German CPI. We have a, quite a bit of inflation data 
coming out uh, from Europe and across the UK. Um, we're also seeing Bank of England officials over the weekend saying there could be a, um, a, a rate hike sooner rather than later, and that explains, <coughs> pardon me, part of the sterling uh, outperformance that we've seen over the last couple of days. So the data this week isn't heavyweight, but it is enough to either reinforce or soften that, outlook, uh, that inflation outlook. Okay, Jeff, have a very good week. We'll speak to you again soon. Cheers. Thanks for having me. The Oanda Podcast.